Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and today's episode is a doozy. I don't know what that means. I just think it's a fun thing to say. Today, my guest is Cavante Chillis, co-host of Always Hold On to Arrow. It's a great show that I highly recommend to everyone, especially if you're fans of Arrow or any of the Arrowverse shows. You know, today, Cavante and I discussed Barry Allen's first appearance on Arrow and how his show and legacy grew as a part of the larger Arrowverse. Also, Cavante is a veteran, so I do want to take a minute to thank him for his service to our country. We talk a lot about superheroes, but it takes a brave man to enlist, and we thank him for that. All right, so let's get into it as we continue Flash Month. All right, so I thought it'd be appropriate to start at the beginning with the Flash. And what I mean by the beginning is the beginning of the TV stuff. But we already did the other show, so we're going to do the other show, the new show, the Arrow show. I have botched this, but it's okay. It still sounds good. <laughs> that is all that matters. Um, <laughs> as I said, my guest is uh, Cavante Chillis, uh, host of or co-host of Always Hold On to Arrow. How you doing, Cavante? I'm making it, man. How you doing? Doing pretty great. Um, I, uh, you know, we're we're closing up Flash Month here. I'm a little a little bummed because I like the Flash a lot, but. Um, as, as he says, you know, we're, we're moving on bigger and better things. Um, but I wanted you on, uh, being, uh, from your arrow, uh, podcast. Uh, it, it occurred to me, I was listening to it. Uh, highly recommend, by the way, available wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Of Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about arrow and I was like, man, like, you know, I'm really interested to know what they think about, um, about Barry Allen's introduction, and then I was mm-hmm. like, well, why don't I just have them on my show, and I'll just hijack their format and do it that way. <laughs> not, <laughs> entirely. That works, that works. not entirely, not entirely, not <laughs> entirely. Um, so, uh, let me ask you, um, so you weren't, like, a huge comic book fan before watching Arrow or Smallville or whatever, is that right? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. That, that, that's partly why I was super intimidated by coming on to the Comic Junkies podcast because I'm not that much of a comic guy. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, my, co-host, uh, my co-host Lance, of course, he is uh, the, uh, the authority on comics, and he's getting me into it. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm a late bloomer to comics, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to make up for lost time. I'm diving into whatever people throw suggestions out at me. Primarily, it's Arrow right now oh, yeah. just because that's what I'm going through. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've taken a sneak peek at some other things here recently. Um, so let me ask you this. When, um, when Barry Allen was introduced on uh, in Arrow season two, did you know who he was at that time? So, yeah. So I, I, I knew who Barry Allen was because, uh, by proxy of just checking out like the Justice League cartoons as a kid and passing, not really getting too heavily involved in them, but I did yeah. know who Barry Allen was. Um, I caught the central city reference in the beginning of Arrow season two. Yeah. Um, actually in episode season two, episode one, they dropped central city. And the Star Labs Particle Accelerator. I knew that had something to do with the Flash. Yeah. But back then, to think of the Flash being in the Arrowverse was like, a, like there's no way they'll be able to pull that off. Right. So, uh, yeah, I kind of just like let it go and didn't think about it. But uh, when he showed up in the show, it was a pleasant surprise. It was very good. 
Yeah, I was, um, I remember being, you know, I was a huge, at that point, uh, the Flash comic had, had been out and, um, I think the New 52 had started. Uh, so I was, yeah. I was really into the Flash, you know, I'd read Flashpoint, loved that. And, uh, so when they were like, oh, I think it was all at the same time, they were like, there was an announcement, they were like, we're going to introduce Barry Allen in season two of the Flash, or season two of Arrow, excuse me, uh, yeah. with hopes to... Uh, have him spin off into his own show and I was just like on cloud nine like that sounds incredible I can't wait to see what that's going to look like and then um, and then a little bit after that is when they did the animated Flashpoint movie so I was like on a flash high for like a year uh, (laughs) even before the show premiered Uh, (laughs) um, so the one question I I always wondered um, you know I so at the end of the episodes that he's in, he's in the two episodes, he's in the scientist yes. and three ghosts. Um, yes. you know, he's not really in three ghosts that much. Uh, but, no. but, uh, at the end of it, like, I, I kind of laughed cause I was like, I wonder how many people think Barry just died, <laughs> you know, and he gets struck <laughs> by lightning, you know? Um, well, yeah, no, um, they, they also, they also do a great job in that episode of doing a bunch of fake outs. Like yeah. they show him standing around chemicals and everything. No. Yeah. So, Fortunately for me, I I knew that was the setup to him becoming the Flash. Yeah, I was just surprised they actually did it. See, this is still and like it's so wild now because the Arrowverse or the CWverse or whatever they're trying to call it now, the Arrow's done. Mm-hmm. Um, with, to think that it started out as this really grounded, gritty, like Nolanized type thing, yeah, yeah. is crazy to look at it now and be like. You know, now we have Superman and Lois coming out. You know, we have all these things, you know, all these amazing superhero shows. So when they were like, we're going to bring the Flash into Arrow, I was like, oh, my God. Like, are they going to get, like, some tech suit to make them run fast? Or <laughs> is it going to be in a car? Or, like, I had no idea how they were going to pull it off. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by the point they introduced him. They had introduced the Miraku storyline in Arrow. So we were starting to get this, like, metahuman superpower type gig and uh watch him get struck by lightning i was like okay i'm sold i'm ready to watch this this show yeah and uh, yeah then then that was just a waiting game we had to wait for the pilot yeah yeah <laughs> I, I didn't i i never had a doubt that it was gonna go to series you know yeah. um and i was like you know this this based on grant gustin's performance alone i was like oh, yeah. he's for as young as he was too uh, yeah. he was like 24 or something and he actually looked 24 versus like Tom Welling when he was 24 when they did Smallville like a 14 year old <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's I, I will say as much as I love Smallville that's a nice change of pace that these characters are all adults in their shows <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that is nice but uh, but it was it was great seeing him and, and thinking I didn't know who he was really um, I kind of I had watched a little bit of Glee uh, but I didn't watch the stuff he was in, and then I watched it kind of after the fact, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, he's he's a talented guy, sure. Um, and then you know, seeing the show, I was like, or seeing those episodes, I was like, I'm sold, I'm ready for this. Like, yeah, uh, no, they they yeah, I I knew nothing about Grant Gustin at all. I had yeah. no idea what I had no Glee understanding. This was Arrow was the first major show I got into fresh out of the military. Okay. So anything before that, I was kind of just lost. I was deploying, and I really wouldn't. I was actually just watching Smallville mm-hmm. um, during my military service. Yeah. So I had no idea about who he was. But when he shows up in The Scientist, 
um, this like bumbling, goofy, late, you know, tardy character that completely fit in with Felicity Smoke, who we all loved at this point. Like, like we were obsessed with Felicity. Yeah. And the way he bounced off of this like rugged Oliver and Diggle, it was it was perfect. Yeah. And it made me like immediately be like, oh yes, these superhero shows can be fun. Like they don't all have to be kind of moody and he was light and he made me laugh and it wasn't ironically it was because he was funny right so um yeah and and you know of course the pilot leaked before the show came out i caught the leak (laughs) (laughs) and uh (laughs) through various channels we don't got to get to that but i I, I did get the leak (laughs) and um you know i'm watching i'm watching it and like you know, because I'm not that big of a comic guy, the suit didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Him being brown haired instead of blonde didn't like those things didn't bother me because I didn't know that those were things to even re- notice. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after watching that first leak, I was like, oh man, I yeah. And then of course, you know, Flash season one was one of the best in the Arrowverse that they produced to this point. So um, no, yeah, Flash. Yeah. Flash is uh, you know giving a little sneak preview of us because technically we're not there and always on the arrow yet. But mm-hmm. um, Flash is what, that, that's when the Arrowverse was born. Yeah. The introduction of Flash and the scientist. So without that working, without Grant Gustin coming in and nailing it and them doing his Flash character right, we wouldn't have the Arrowverse, at least the way we have it now. So Flash is, a you know, everybody's giving props to Oliver Queen and Stephen Amell and Arrow and like they deserve it. I'm doing a podcast about the show. Yeah. But absolutely, Grant Gustin needs to be right up there as, you know, one A, one B with with Oliver Queen on that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it, I like the way you put it there that that was the start of the Arrowverse because, I you know, I'm I'm sure you thought the same way. Like when we were watching season one, I never expected there to ever be any spinoffs or anything. Um, no, no, not at all. And it's just in, in not in a bad way. Um, just yeah. just yeah. because that was it just seemed like. This show is very self-contained, just like the Dark Knight movies were very self-contained. It would have been. Yeah, I was I was shocked that Hunter showed up. You know, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, there's another comic character." Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it it would have it would have looked weird if, like, you know, the the way I liken it, I'm sure everybody thinks of it this way. It's like if Christian Bale had been Batman and Batman v Superman. You know, it would have seemed yeah. kind of strange. Um, but yeah. but with the TV show, and uh, when they started talking about Mirakuru and everything, it's like. Okay, so we have a little bit of setup for some stuff that's out of the ordinary. Um, whereas, like the Flash, or yeah. I keep doing that. <laughs> it's Flash month, anyway. <laughs> uh, Arrow season one. Um, you know there was uh, Malcolm Merlin, and uh, but the another primary antagonist was the Yakuza. So this is very real world stuff. Um, and then to be like, oh, by the way, the Flash is going to be in the show now, was just like, yeah, really? Like, okay, like. I like these guys. I like I like the writers. No, no it, it was it was it was definitely a shock. Like I mean, like I said, when you know, when we saw the yeah, no, when we saw the reports, we were, we were just like, how? Yeah, like they they've they've thoroughly established this is not going to be some superhero. You know, almost as strict as like no tights, no flights, but we'll yeah. deal with Oliver Leather. He's not even wearing a mask yet. You know, right? Um, they're not even calling him the Green Arrow. So like the fact they're going to bring in one of I mean. How much more comic booky do you get? Yeah, <laughs> than the Flash. Yeah, bright red, and yellow, lightning. You know, running faster than you know, like running super speedster style. Mm-hmm. You know, there's is that that's not a Huntress or like I expected if they were going to bring any character in Arrow, it would have been like another Batman fan, like like a Nightwing. Yeah. I know everyone was expecting Nightwing to show up eventually. Yeah, um, and it's crazy that he never did, but uh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so to bring in Flash, man, um, definitely made the Arrowverse like feel. I mean, you know, Central City, the cast. I mean, the Flash is great. Yeah, like it's 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 one of the better shows that the Arrowverse has made. It has yeah. its ups and downs like every show, but uh, no, de- definitely smart on them to bring in the Flash before they brought in anyone else. I couldn't imagine them changing the order of who they brought in. Yeah. You know, um, like, you know, it, I don't think it would have worked well with any other show, really. Yeah, you, you couldn't have brought in Rip Hunter, you know, and yeah. done the time travel yeah. stuff first, yeah. you know. Supergirl couldn't have shown up. That would that would have been too much. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that would have been too, too, too much too quick. And, and like Grant and Steven, both of them say all the time they really enjoy working with each other. It's yeah. pretty obvious. And um, no, it's just fun. It's fun to watch them. It, it is uh, that their first scene together, you know, like you said earlier, the, the show, it, it had it already kind of had a little bit of a lighter tone just by nature of Grant's performance. You know, yeah. one of the best lines in the show when he says he says, oh, sorry, I'm late. And Lance is like, yeah, all right, who the hell are you? And, and Oliver says, do your parents know you're here? <laughs> yeah. You know, just, yeah, no, yeah. just yeah, uh, and, uh, perfect. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you, you have Grant being this like. A seemingly weak, like he's he's the complete opposite of Oliver. Yeah, and that's why it works. Their partnership goes out, and then you know that's when the crossovers, which is now a staple in the Arrowverse, begin. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Flash versus Arrow. Um, you know, the following year, and then you had like you know the Dominators and Earth X, and they just kept getting bigger and bigger, and eventually at Crisis. Um, yeah. A little sour about Crisis. I feel like Crisis should have been more central on the Flash because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that that's. His, the fabric of his show was built into that storyline, yeah. and Arrow kind of hijacked it a little bit. Yeah, um, I gotta like it because I'm an Arrow guy because I'm doing a podcast. Right. Definitely, definitely, Flash didn't get his due. You know, um, that 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 crisis on Infinite Earth should have definitely been a Flash heavy thing instead of an Arrow heavy thing. Yeah, well, it's it. You know, to go on that tangent for a minute, I I, I do have mixed feelings <laughs> about Crisis because for me it was so amazing seeing. Tom Welling again, seeing Brandon Routh, yeah. seeing Kevin Conroy, that was like a highlight for me. Um, you know, it was just like, man, this is like this is really great the way they're doing this. Um, but it was also like, but I kind of agree with you, like, eh, they could have done better with the Flash. Um, but you know, we got the really awesome cameo with Ezra Miller, which was exciting, and they touched yeah. upon that at DC Fandom. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I that was. Because they, they did, you know, everything was leaking. We were learning everything. Or they were just announcing it just to build hype up. Yeah, and, yeah. like, the fact that that stayed a secret like that, I was genuinely not expecting that. Yeah. When it yeah. came on, my, my wife, was who who does not watch any of this stuff, as I, as I say all the time on my Arrow podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, 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 look, look, look. And she's like, what? I was like, look, there's two Flash. She's like, isn't there always more than one Flash? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but this is a different Flash. And she's just like, okay, cool. I know Ezra Miller. And she walks off. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, Flash, you know, Flash is, and and that, and that, and you know, that's what Flash, like Arrow was. Arrow was cool, yeah, right. You, you, that came out after Smallville ended, and you see this dude snapping necks and shooting arrows into people, and you know, you have built the city, and he's beating the crap, the choreography, the stunts. It's everything everybody wants to see in a superhero show. Yeah, but when the Flash came out, that was where I was like, oh. I'm watching like a superhero show. Yeah. Like this dude is wearing like a like like he is a bright red costume. He people know him. You know. You know they have Flash Day in the beginning of season two. You know. And like, it's just 
that is what actually got me interested in like wanting to learn more about these characters. Like mm-hmm. much as I love Arrow, the Flash being introduced in Arrowverse is what got me interested in wanting to explore more of these comics. Yeah, you know, like I, I have I have my own kids now. I have too many kids now, <laughs> and uh, trying to get them involved in it. You know, and it's something that we can watch together. As much as I want my kids to watch Arrow, it's not really. They don't really click with it. It's just a dude beating guys up. You see that on television everywhere. Yeah, but to yeah. see the Flash, you know, it's, it's nice. You know, it's bright costume. Well, it, it's bright now. <laughs> it wasn't bright in the beginning. Right. <laughs> it was very dark red. But, uh, you know, just to watch him do these super and like his villains and, you know, just uh, just just everything about that show, the, the, the family dynamic, everything was good. The casting was great. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a deserving show to represent the flash i know we had the the 90s one which i was the ship who of course is in this one yep um but i think it i i i think it does well i think it stands well with our cartoon versions of the flash our mm-hmm. old tv version like i don't think it's i don't think it's looked upon as oh okay that's an okay flash i think people respect it and yep. that that's all you can really ask for when it comes to like comical properties is having to respect the fans right um i remember when they announced uh the flash movie and i think at that point it was it was after or before somewhere in between they were filming or just filmed Batman vs Superman and Stephen Amell had said that he was actually kind of upset for Grant that yeah. he wasn't in the movie which i i had a lot of respect for like that said a lot about him as as a yeah. as a co as a you know a, a co-worker so to speak i b- i believe what he said was Grant and I want to be the definitive versions of who we are playing. Yeah. So uh, so Stephen Amell wanted to be the only Oliver Queen that you think of. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, honestly, you know, for lack of the fact that that Flash movie is still trying to get out, <laughs> you, know, <I'm, laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure, like, my kids will bring their kids to see that by the time it finally comes out. Um, <laughs> and the limited exposure we have of Grant Gustin, I mean, not Grant, of uh, Ezra Miller mm-hmm. as the Flash, and, you know, the Justice League movie, which really wasn't supposed to be how you, you know, like, you know, all that mess. Grant Gustin is the definitive Flash. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think people like Grant Gustin more than Ezra Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's the fact that they've just seen him more or personal or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, no, uh, yeah, no, big props to Stephen Amell standing up like, no, this, you know, if it's a Flash movie, it should have Grant in it. Yeah. Um, and he's right. Grant's great. He's a very talented actor. Yeah, I I totally agree, and i I hope that I hope that the movie people reciprocate and Grant shows up in the movie. Um, that would be cool. I I think you know I I think it'd be silly not to because it's like it's you know I mean the this this series really paid a lot of homage to the John Wesley Ship show. You know, having John Wesley Ship, having um, Amanda Pays, having Mark Hamill, even you know, it's like yeah, the, these are all. And they're all playing their same characters for the most part, you know, well, except for John Wesley Ship who played three different characters. <laughs> but I mean, they, they, they pulled, like, this isn't a Mark Hamill that's, like, done doing nothing, like, sitting on his couch, like, not doing, this is Mark Hamill, like, Star Wars was back at this point. Right, yeah. You know, they're like, they got Mark Hamill to come do this CW show to fly to Vancouver <laughs> yeah. and make this CW show in the height of, like, Star Wars being back, right. you know, so... Yeah, they, they, they took the, they, they, they took the show seriously. Like yeah. it wasn't just you know they, they wanted to make a good show instead of just make money because they can. Right. You know. Um, so yeah, this 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 the, the show is well done. 
and like I said, like the scientist episode, and I knew that I would like the Flash because, as we stated, you know, he appeared in, you know, these two episodes of season two of Arrow, mm-hmm. but of course he wasn't the Flash. We right. just got to two episodes of Barry Allen. Yeah, and they did a great job of making us fall in love with Barry Allen first, mm-hmm. then teasing the Flash. They didn't show him becoming the Flash in the show. Of course, they showed the lightning strike. Yeah, but it didn't like we didn't see a costume. We didn't see anything. They left that for their own show. Yeah. So they made you fall in love with this character, Barry Allen, which it's important to love the character and the superhero. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they made us fall in love with Barry Allen and then they gave us the flash later on. And that really paid dividends. You know, um, yeah. I, I, it, it probably wouldn't have been as, it, it would have been cool, but if he was already flash and he just zoomed in to help the green arrow fight some bad guy, that would have been cool, but it, it probably wouldn't have been as impactful as, as uh, it ended up being. Uh, I 100% agree. It, it wouldn't, it would have felt, we would have, we as the audience, I think, would have felt a little cheated. Like, you know, it's like, well, you know, there's a reason that, um, that Batman begins, you know, you don't see Batman for a while because we have to understand Bruce Wayne's journey. And, you know, and a lot of superhero movies do that now. Like the original Spider-Man movies did that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the first Iron Man, of course, you know, did that. Um, it's like we we have to get to know the person and then we can root for the hero. Um, yeah. And I think they did that very, very well. Um, I, I will say that what, uh, what they did expertly in their, in their two episodes, uh, especially the first one that was Barry's like major appearance was that he doesn't, I don't feel like he hijacked the show, you know, like it wasn't just like, here's a new character. He's important. He was introduced in a fairly organic way. That even yep. if they didn't do a spinoff, if it didn't get picked up for whatever reason, it still would have worked, you know. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have been like Green Arrow's Green Arrow and the Canary episode in the last season of Arrow, which just came out of nowhere to make like a pilot spinoff. Right. And to this point, we have no idea. It's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. But yeah, no. I mean, even even the sense, <laughs> even even the even the sense of like you know what he was doing there. He was investigating a crime that has strange occurrences, which you find out falls in line with his backstory. So it mm-hmm. made sense for him to be there. Yeah. Um, also the world for Oliver Queen opening up into something he technically knew storyline wise, but the rest of the world was learning, opening up to like, Oh my God, there's these people who do these amazing things. Yeah. This, this guy on camera picking up a fuselage and throwing, you know, throwing, you know, pick it up with one hand and walked out in comes his character who already knows something about it, already accepts it, already believes it, mm-hmm. and is eventually going to be like the first superhero like this in this universe. Yeah. So it it, 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 it made sense. It tracked why he needed to be there. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it obviously everything that they do is to make to make a new show and to make more money, but this didn't seem like a cash grab. It seemed like they didn't say, Hey, we have the flash so let's use them. They said, hey, let's make, let's introduce the Flash this way to bring in this show. And kind of, I mean, you know, everyone wants to be like Marvel and everyone mm-hmm. has been trying and failing, but <laughs> television has really done a good job at introducing new characters, making them fit into the world that they live in. Like, you know, we went from an episode before, we went from a season before, there being no idea of superpowers. I mean, their Black Canary had to use a sonic device right. because they didn't have any kind of powers like that. And then suddenly you're introducing the flash. It makes sense. It's not too far fetched. 
it's comic booky, but it's still kind of grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, it's kind of like when you watch Endgame and you think back to Iron Man two thousand eight. Yeah. Like you have Iron Man fighting a cosmic being with the Infinity Gauntlet. Somehow it all makes sense. There's yeah. like Thor and Spider Man. Like it, th- somehow they made all this work. <laughs> well, like they 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 found a way to do it in the Arrowverse. Yeah. And it started here with the Flash. There there was a there was a genuine build up. So yeah, I mean of course it was like we want to make this show, we want to make money, blah blah blah, which is you know fine you know you got you got fine, a, yeah. you got a business to gotta run make money. <laughs> gotta you know, make money you got a business to run i understand uh but it it was it was organic it didn't feel it didn't feel forced it and it really could have been and i think if like what you had said before if it had just been the flash zooming in and saying i know who did this i can help it would have been like okay come on this is cheesy as heck you know we don't we don't yeah. need this um but uh you know when they what really sold me, other than Grant's performance, was uh, the scene where he's, when Oliver confronts him and says, you weren't sent here by CCPD, what are you doing here? And he says, I've been investigating stuff my whole life. Um, you know, when I was a kid, my mom was murdered. And there was this thing, it was like a tornado came into my house. And I swear I saw a man in it. I was like, that's a reverse flash! <laughs> I was <laughs> screaming watching the TV. You know, luckily I was alone at the time. I probably would have pissed off somebody but <laughs> i was no, yeah. I, I was very excited yeah and and I, I i love things like that because i mean i i knew of the reverse flash because um i just knew he was a bad yellow flash i didn't know like <laughs> like, like the, the the character of like ear and all mm-hmm. those things i had no idea um i hadn't I hadn't yet to watch the flashpoint animated movie which i have since yeah. oh my god my god anyway um, <laughs> great movie yeah so yeah so uh yeah no hearing his backstory and like him explaining it and knowing like oh okay that that's gonna be one is dropping this hint of his like nemesis and you know the fact that they use that same nemesis in season one like that is that is that is starting off strong there yeah you know like yeah. they went with like you know that's like making a batman show and your season one villain's a joker like it's it's straight up like we're gonna go all out on this yeah um and yeah so you know I, I remember I remember watching the show and I remember seeing um, him one being a fanboy of the arrow which is great because I am too he was yeah he was yeah <laughs> and how he basically guessed everything right about him talking to Felicity yeah um, it, it just showed this guy was smart because he had figured out things that the audience of the arrow show was like how come no one else has figured this stuff out yet right like you know why hasn't detective Lance figured out this is Oliver Queen why hasn't Laurel Lance mm-hmm. well you see because Grant, or sorry, because Barry has an interest in all things Wall of Weird to be Chloe here. Yeah. Um, he had reason to look into this vigilante and because maybe the vigilante is a part of this weirdness stuff. Oh no, he's just a guy beating people up and shooting them with arrows. Well, mm-hmm. let me figure out where he did these things. It's showing that this character is smart. And there's nothing better than smart characters because a lot of times in television shows, Characters aren't very smart. They don't do very smart things. Yeah. And Barry Allen is a very smart character, and he's caring. And he, even though Oliver Queen treated him like trash from the moment he met him, he mm-hmm. still offered to help save his life. Yeah. And kept his secret. And you know, like he, already being a hero without having to put on a, a costume and do it first. Yeah. He was a hero before the lightning struck. Yeah. And that's why he's a good hero. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So, uh, it, it it made their interaction in the Flash pilot that much more earned you know yeah and and i and i love that scene where uh, again oliver inspires him you know 
he's like, I don't know if I can be like you, Oliver. He's like, no, be, do it, you know, be better, do it your way. Um, yeah. And that's one of my favorite parts of the show too, is when, you know, Oliver swings away and Barry goes, cool. And then, you know, he's runs away and Oliver goes, cool. You know, it's just like, yeah. you see it. Some of the, yeah, the Flash is responsible for some of the best gags for Arrow fans. Yeah. Um, Diggle, Diggle throwing up every time I'll, uh, Barry runs somewhere is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Diggle's reaction to every, like, seasons after working with The Flash, every time Diggle sees The Flash runs, he's like, what am I looking at? <laughs> it just blows his mind. Yeah. You know, eventually to a point where, like, like he's seen, like, a Superman and a Supergirl, and he's still freaking out at The Flash running. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Oliver and Barry's constant, um, like, frenemy bickering because Oliver is essentially the rough and tough one and he's the hope one. Right. You know, of course in Elseworlds, they completely make fun of those jokes and yeah. every Flash and Arrow fan get to like laugh at like the funniness of like their constant bickering and how the show's handled. But yeah, it's great that they decided to make the Flash different from Arrow. They, they, they didn't say, okay, we're not going to make him a move. I mean, it, it devolves into that because every CW show kind of does that after a while. Yeah. But um, at least that first season, <laughs> first couple seasons, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't this, like, it wasn't, he wasn't Arrow. It was like, you were watching two separate shows. Yeah. And th- that was good. So it made me sit down and want to watch both shows because yeah. now, one, there's a lot of TV to watch these days. And sometimes you're like, am I really going to get something different? Like, do I, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a bad guy. They're going to they're gonna mess up. They need to have a pep talk with their team. And yeah. then they're going to go beat the bad guy. And that's, that's your show. But at the time, Arrow was hitting on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. And as far as season two. And then season three rolls around. And season three was for me, for Arrow, I was like, well, what's what's going on? You guys are getting a little weird here. Yeah. But I was also watching Flash season one. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is good. And it kind of balanced out the what the heck am I watching on Arrow because Flash was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, it, it seemed like, uh, I would say that Hollywood always learns, the and Warner Brothers in particular, they're the worst at this. They they learn the wrong lessons from their successes. So it's like, oh, well, the Flash is really successful. Let's, let's make Arrow have, you know, uh, a super-powered enemy, you know, with Damian Dark. It's like, uh, it doesn't, doesn't work for Arrow because... Yeah. If 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 do that. well, it's like if Slade is a better fighter, that makes sense because yeah. it's like Oliver has to train harder. So when he wins in the end, it's you you feel that victory. And same with Barry. If you know Ibarthon or Zoom, if they're faster than he is, he has to work harder to be faster than they are. And you feel that um, you feel that victory. You know, well, along with the characters, and. Um, and I think that once they got around to like, you know, Arrow season five, they kind of finally figured it out and was like, oh, well, let's just go back to yeah. our dark and gritty roots. And it was like, yes, that's what worked. That's what we liked. Arrow, Arrow, Arrow season five is what kept me going. Yeah. Because six and seven, oh Lord. And then eight, you know, of course, we got to watch eight because, you know, it's, it's the end. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Flash did like, and, and, you know, it, it's, it's going to sound weird because I, I, I do a podcast about how much I love Arrow, because mm-hmm. I do. I make fun of it a lot, but you make fun of everything you love. Right. Flash season one was, like, it was outstanding. Yeah. At, at the end, the last I, the last episode, 
the, the season finale where he's talking to his mother. Mm-hmm. I have found that clip on YouTube and showed it to people who have no interest in watching the show. I showed it to my own mother. I was like, Mom, watch this. Yeah. And she was eerie-eyed. I'm like, this is amazing, right? And she's like, yeah, like this is The Flash on CW. She's like, oh, now she watches The Flash. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Flash does that heart, those, those heartfelt moments so well that you 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 want to watch it and you you get invested to a point where like i was fine leaving arrow when arrow got bad because i want to watch flash yeah um and in flash has to have been because like I, I i feel like i'm not the only one i feel like a lot of arrow fans kind of feel the same it's like you have your first two seasons mm-hmm. those are like the standard Three was like, that's weird. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have done this. Four is like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, five is like, okay, we're back. Yeah. We're back. And then six and seven was like, uh, I'm kind of just watching now because I've already watched five seasons. <laughs> but, but you know, Flash, you're watching it. And each season, you know, at least at least for those first couple for me, I was so heavily invested. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the Flash show is what kept a lot of people interested in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. You know, because if Arrow was by itself, I think season four might have lost a lot of I think season four would have been done. They may not have made it to eight. Yeah. Because even during season four, while I'm watching it, thinking like, oh my God, oh my God. In my mind, every Arrowverse fan is saying, gotta get to the crossover. Yeah. The crossover is going to be And you watched it for the crossovers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yep, yep. And, uh, and Flash is a big part of all the crossovers, which is why I agree. Well, that I think that's kind of what was missing from Crisis was, you know, uh, there wasn't that Barry and Oliver at the center of it, you know, that had yeah. been at all the other ones. Um, and it, and it, I'm sort of realizing it now as I'm saying it because it was like we're all so hung up on all the cameos and all the nods they did to all the other shows yeah. that it's like, you know, we didn't get that. You know, we didn't get the the Barry and Oliver of it, because um, that that's what sold the uh, the Elseworlds crossover when they wake up in each other's bodies or switch powers or whatever. You know, the quantum leap of it, as as Barry says. Yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's. I mean, props to those those two actors. They pulled it off. You know, like oh, yeah. when Oliver had to be a little more lighthearted, and then Barry had to be kind of darker. Like they both sold it. I was, I was like really into it you know um yeah. and i thought one of the shining moments of it was the the scarecrow fear gas and they see each other's yeah. enemy you know but it there it's so twisted that like oliver's fighting reverse flash and uh barry's fighting malcolm merlin which we hadn't seen yeah. um and i was just yeah. like this is so cool <laughs> you know yeah, no the cri- crisis crisis um I don't, I don't i don't know if you i think his name is Ultra Sergeant, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of big comic book nerds. Follow. He's a he's a YouTuber. He's on Twitter, but he makes he makes videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And about three weeks before Crisis came out, he made a his own fan made trailer. Okay. Of Crisis on the Earth, and I, you got to check it out. You got to look for it. It's so well done that after I watched that, I was like, oh crap. I've ruined Crisis on Infinite Earths for me because there's no way it's going to be as good as this like five minute trailer. Right. And I remember when when Stephen Amell said, "Hey, we're going to end it after season eight. This will be our last season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be eight episodes or whatever. It's going to be short." 
I was like, okay, great. I think because if you watched Arrow, season seven finale was that could have been it. Yeah, that, that could have been your season finale. Eight was kind of like a big love letter to its fans. They kind of went through each season, each episode, you know, that kind of thing. Brought back some fan favorites, stuff like that. Yeah, but they should have just like made Arrow Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, mm. the eight episodes, and then the crossovers, so it would have been, like, what, what 12, what, 12 episodes? Yeah. Because you, you, you get all these guys to come back. I mean, they got Burton Ward to come back for a minute. You know, yeah. you get all these people. Ashley Scott came back. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and, and she got, like, a, like a minute. And, that, and, like, some people were really excited to see. I, I know someone who was very excited to see Ashley Scott. And she was only there for a minute. Yeah, our, uh, our mutual kind of, friend Matt Truex was yeah, <laughs> he was know, all for yeah, it. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to you, Matt. Um, you know we, you know you get you get John with the ship. You get him this amazing Hollywood caliber costume. Mm-hmm. You got Brandon Ralph in a Kingdom Come Superman costume, and like it just oh. it just wasn't enough. I know. <laughs> and and Crisis on Infinite Earths, even for like the uninitiated comic fan that I am, from watching Flash from the pilot of Flash, you see. It's about this crisis. Yeah, it was leading up to that. And you're like, oh my god, we're going to finally... You know, I remember talking to people who knew more about Flash. Like, man, if they're going to do the crisis storyline, that's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it just became a farewell to Stephen Amell. And it, 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 it devalued Crisis on Infinite Earth to where now the Arrowverse going forward has little to do with what the Flash has done and all to do about what Oliver Queen did. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make sense because, yeah. you know, Oliver Queen is the gritty street level fighter from Starling City or Star City, and mm-hmm. the Flash is the guy that runs and runs through time. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it kind of makes the Flash. It kind of sidelined them, and that's why I think Crisis just wasn't that great. Um, you know, spoiler alert for my podcast episode in the future. There, mm-hmm. the the Flash is the reason why um, they're they're pushing their negligence of like the character of the flash of him just being alongside the other characters. Like this is like, this is your captain America and iron man of your end game. It's Oliver queen in the flash. Yeah. They should really be involved. Um, the flash should be fighting, <laughs> you know, uh, instead of a dragon ball Z superpower shot with the anti-monitor, like the flash should be doing things too. Besides <laughs> punching, besides punching ghosts. I'm next to Lex Luthor, you know. <laughs> what a, what a sight too. <laughs> yeah, I, I always um uh, in in the first season of our Arrow podcast, we always like drop hints about like Flash uh, about Oliver becoming the Spectre, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're always like, sorry, folks, if we you know for spoiling this for you, but um you know if you haven't seen it, but I, I I would love to see someone try to make the connection from watching like. Oliver Queen in Arrow season one to eventually being the Spectre in the Kamehameha <laughs> blast battle <laughs> with the Anton, you know, recreating the universe in his image type stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, the Flash is, um, I think that, uh, I know for me, even, like, and like I said, you know, even as an Arrow fan watching the Flash as the shows progressed, I think things started tilting more towards the Flash being the focal point of the entire universe mm-hmm. of the Arrow show. Yeah, you know, Flash was kind of like the guy. You know, he he did did Flashpoint. He gave Diggle a daughter and a son. Yeah, you know, like he did all these things. He had lasting impacts on the universe. Yeah, um, he was he was excited about bringing people together. Mm. You know, he made the connection with Supergirl. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, he actually meets Batwoman. 
Yeah. You know, as as Oliver Queen, of course. But you know, like he he was doing all these important things, and I think that when Stephen decided to hang it up, they're like, oh well, we got to change some things now. Yeah. And that kind of that kind of sandbagged the Flash a little bit, and it mm-hmm. became more about let's all thank Stephen for creating all this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which he didn't. The shows are successful because they're good shows and there's actors working their butt off, right. including The Flash. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I get it. But then again, like, you know, I wanted to see Crisis on Infinite Earth. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to see what we got. I want to see The Flash um, meeting other Flashes. I I just knew we were making our predictions before this, before, before the crisis. Grant's coming back, and we all lost our minds. Yeah, and we were waiting for them to say Michael Rosenbaum, but they yeah. never did. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, doesn't Michael Rosenbaum voice the Flash in like the DC animated universe? Like, yeah, I was like, one of the Earths has to be the animated universe. Yeah, like we have to take a moment to go to the animated universe too, mm-hmm. and that's where you'll get hurt. And I was so excited to see Impulse from Smallville, mm-hmm. John Wesley Shipp. Grant Gustin, a Michael Rosenbaum animated Flash, you know, all these great Flash characters doing things, and like, we just didn't get that, and it kind of kind of blew the, that one, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, it's, uh, have you read the comic, the Crisis on Infinite Earths comic? Yeah, no, I, I, I read through it before Crisis on Infinite Earths, something oh. else I probably shouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's, it's a- just great yeah. Well, it was it was a lot different. I always joke that like Green Arrow is only I think he's only in one panel in the entire twelve issue series. <laughs> yeah, not a very uh, big character. <laughs> no, no, but um, it's you know I mean I mean it's 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 always impressive I think what they can do with these crossovers and and when it started yeah. with the season one Flash when it was Flash versus Arrow, that's it's like I I don't want to say it's my favorite, but in a way it is because. It was like the first time we got to see what they really could do. They could put yeah. Arrow in an episode of Flash, and it worked, you know. And then mm. they could have Flash guest star, you know, the the following episode on Arrow, and again, it worked. It didn't. I never felt like well, these characters don't really belong in the same universe um, because you know, like we said, they were introduced. You know, or, uh, Barry was introduced the year before. We had had a few episodes of the Flash, so it was like, okay, like I feel like this relationship is earned. So. Yeah. And I felt like this fight is somewhat earned. And I'm glad it's kind of the only one they ever did, minus the Scarecrow uh, bit in uh, Elseworlds. But, because um, yeah. it's like, you know, in a weird way, it's like, isn't, we, we kind of, we like that as fans. We want to, we sort of want to see them fight in a weird way. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, say what you will about Batman versus Superman, but the the fight that they have is actually kind of cool, you know? <laughs> so, 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 you know, getting get on a side tangent about Batman versus Superman, I am. Let's see. Not an apologist, but I don't hate that movie. I, lo- I thoroughly, I love it. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, and and I was talking to my co-host Lance about the Martha scene, and I tried to explain it to him from what I got from it, because mm-hmm. that, that, that that's what it comes down to: the Martha scene and Batman killing. Yeah, right. Everyone's like, I don't like the Batman kills, and I don't like the Martha scene. It's awkward. It's weird. But when I went and saw it in theaters, and this is just this is just Cavante's quick rant on the Martha scene from Batman vs. Superman in a podcast during Flash Month. <laughs> if you listen to Always and On to Arrow, this is on brand. I just go on random tangents about that sports and Hallmark Christmas movies. I, <laughs> but anyway. I've had I've had episodes about Buffy the Vampire Slayer where I talk about Batman. So 
you're you're fine. <laughs> so okay, so 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 let, let, let's take it back to 2016 when we saw the movie, mm-hmm. and the movie comes on, and we're watching we're watching once again the Waynes being killed in the alleyway, yeah. right? And we're like, how many times we got to see this? Why are they showing this again? We just saw this in the Dark Knight trilogy, and mm-hmm. we just see this in every iteration of Batman Forever. Yeah, like, not Batman Forever, but Batman always. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and we see the shot, it's very stylized, it's Zack Snyder, and the last thing that Bruce Wayne sees is his dad saying Martha. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we, we shoot up, and the movie goes on. And then at the end, of course, Batman's getting ready to kill Superman, and he's saying all the stuff. And then Clark says, you're letting them kill Martha. Yeah. That line, you're letting them kill Martha. Why would they show us that scene mm-hmm. of his dad saying Martha if it had no significance to the story. Right. It's because it does. It's just out of nowhere. That is a PTSD trigger for a young Bruce Wayne who watched Martha die. He watched his mommy die. He watched his dad say Martha. When he hears you're letting them kill Martha, it snaps him out of his rage. Yeah. It's not because his mom is the same name as Clark Kent. I don't think he cares about that. Yeah. Literally, he reacts to hearing that name Martha. Like, why did you say that name? That is significant to him. It snaps him out of his rage and realizes... I have a chance to save a Martha. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's why he's Batman, y'all. He became Batman because his parents died. Right. <laughs> he wasn't able to save his Martha. Mm-hmm. But now he has a chance to save Martha, making him the Batman he was before. He's no longer a scolded guy killing criminals. He's now a hero again. You have Superman to thank for that. Please, guys. It's not stupid. It makes sense in the story. Yes. Is it funny? Sure, but it makes sense in the story. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 hit the nail on the head, my friend. Uh, that yep, I thought I've thought the exact same thing, but I'll take it one step further just to keep on the tangent for another uh, one more minute. Um, yeah, sure. What really made me love that scene, believe it or not, is the the Smallville season eleven comic book. Um, the detective story that introduced Batman to Superman in, in their universe. Uh, My cats are yelling at each other. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But uh, he, uh, there it's, it's at the end of the story. It's Clark and Bruce talking. And he says, you know, it's like, Oh, what? And they kind of bond a little bit. Oh, what happened to your parents? It's like, Oh, you know, they died. Uh, uh, My mom's name was Martha. And Clark goes, Oh, that's my mom's name too. And they kind of like bond over that a little bit. And, uh, and I just, I had a, I had such a re- reaction to that. I was like, that's so sweet. You know, like they, yeah. they have this weird thing in common. So when that happened in the movie and I'm probably one of like eight people <laughs> that have read that comic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just like, I get it. I understand, you know, and everything you said. Yeah. Nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So the movie's not that bad. Y'all give it, give, give it a break. Yeah. Give it a break. There's, there's more give important things to worry about, you know? <laughs> Can't wait for that Snyder Cup. But yeah, no, anyway, back back uh back on back on Flash Month, talking about Flash and Arrowverse. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I mean, what what more there is to say about like, you know, my the, the focal points that I make in my podcast and I am in yours is that there will be no Arrowverse without the Flash working. The Flash yeah. is the beginning of it. The best crossovers in the Arrowverse, which is what they're primarily known for, is when they're flash heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people love Crisis on Earth X? That was about the Flash and, and, and Iris's wedding. Right. And 
one of the characters, we lose a character from The Flash in that, which has the most weighty impact, I think emotionally on me, a death in that series, a death in all across the shows. Yeah. That's the one I was like, man, that, that really hurt. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, he's had the most growth throughout the characters. He keeps making mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit stubborn. He keeps making the same mistakes. But, um, but uh, he actually has to pay for his mistakes instead of yelling at everyone like Oliver does about his mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, Flash in, in the Arrowverse, for all of his flaws of where the show is going now and however you feel about it now and all the things going on with it, um, his character has been on it on, on a very entertaining journey. He's had some very emotional things happen, some exciting things. They've pushed the boundaries of what the shows can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got King Shark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got Gorilla City. Mm-hmm. You know, things never thought we'd see on television came through the Flash, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They, they, um, something that Arrow did, I remember seeing interviews with Greg Berlanti where he was very much like, you know, if there was a story we wanted to do in season one, we did it. We didn't want to hold back and say, we'll save that for season two or three or whatever. And I think they did the same thing with the flash. You know, if we got a great story, let's use it. And, and that's, and I'm glad that they did that because those first two seasons of arrow and the flash are so great that, you know, we really are Mm -hmm. in arrow in a more realistic way, you know, in a very Christopher Nolan kind of way, we're immersed in this really cool, stylized realistic world and then we could slowly build into all the costume superheroes and everything and so that by you know arrow season five he's fighting next to supergirl and flash and the legends they're fighting aliens and stuff i'm just like you know like i did we know this was where it was gonna go absolutely not i'm sure they didn't know that's where it was gonna go but but it's but it was fun and exciting and um and same with uh and, you know, and, and I think all the crossovers, you know, um, they're, they're so much fun to watch. You know, I watch those more than any other episodes of the shows because yeah. um, it's like that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here. Yeah, for these... You can watch them independently. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, the, the Justice League of it is so exciting. And and I do love that the Barry and Oliver relationship is is unique to the show that that isn't really there in the comic books. Like yeah. they're friends and everything. But. Um, yeah, it's very much like that's unique to the show, and I really like that. And I think that they've done a great job. Or they, you know, Arrow's gone now, but <laughs> they did a great job building those up. And yeah, um, and of course, you know, having Flash and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just now. Yeah. What's that? I'm, about to say, I'm, I'm just now feeling Arrow being gone now. Yeah, I'm just now feeling Arrow being gone now because, like, you know, all the trailers have come out. You know, there's, you know, and you know not to date ourselves, but, you know, Supergirl just announced it is ending too. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it's, it's their, their universe is changing and they're progressing. They're adding Superman as a, as, as a primary character now, mm-hmm. Black Lightning's now in the universe. Yeah. So I'm interested to see, cause like, this is, this is like a, I understand Superman is supposed to be a leader character, but they haven't established him as that much right. in the Arrowverse yet. He's kind of a side character. Yeah. And Batwoman's gone. They have a new Batwoman. So this is, this is Flash's gig now. Yeah, you know, like this. This should be his show, uh, and I'm interested to see what they do with now. Not that Oliver Queen's character was limiting them, but Oliver Queen was a big focal point who wasn't super comic booky. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, he he didn't have power. You know now 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 there isn't any. I mean, other than Batwoman, there isn't any 
other character where their limitations are like, you know, let's let's where where, where can they go next? What's going to happen next? Um, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, you know, I'm interested to see a Superman, Flash, Black Lightning, you know, crossover going forward. You know, what's what's going to happen? Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I, I'm I'm very excited for that as well. It it'll look it'll definitely be a sadder place without Oliver, but uh, I I did I did like season eight. I think yeah. he got a good he got a good send off. Um, but uh, oh yeah yeah. But yeah, it's a, but it's an exciting time uh, to be a fan of the shows. You know, they're. Uh, I'm very excited for Superman and Lois. Um, you know, and and you know, hopefully, you know, the Flash. Yeah, I am, I am too. Well, the Flash is always, you know, the Flash co- last couple of years has been whatever it's been. Um, but you know, I I still love those characters, so it's like I'll, I'll tune in because even in even in seasons, yeah, still tune in. <laughs> well, even in seasons that I didn't like, there's still there's still great parts to it that I can, I can get into and I can enjoy. Um, uh, well, uh, man, this has been, this has been awesome. I'm glad we finally got to do this. We talked about doing a podcast a long time ago. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, big fan of, uh, always hold on to arrow. Uh, everybody should check that out. Um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, Lanson, you know, please, please, man. If, 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 if you, yeah, if you enjoy hearing two guys rant about Arrow and then find ways to talk about Hallmark Christmas movies, um, we're subliminally trying to make everyone fall in love with Hallmark Christmas movies <laughs> through the guise of an Arrow podcast. So if that excites you in any way, uh, please give it a listen, man. Because uh, we're just the only way I can describe Lance and I is uh, we're just we're just goobers who love talking about Arrow. Yeah. So um, <laughs> and and we do that every episode. So. Well, it's uh, well, it's, it's and, not... I appreciate you having me on, man. It's it's. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get you yeah. back too because uh, this has been a lot of fun, um, you know. And uh, we'll probably be on a thirty three point one thing at some point with uh, with Zach on uh, always hold on to small. Yeah. Welcome, so, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's I'm excited about that. That's a lot of fun. Um, all right, folks. So we are going to be signing off now. And what I will say to end the podcast is, do not fail this podcast. Thanks a lot, folks. See ya.